This is Maurice Jones-Drew, and you're listening to the What's Brewing Show. Ladies and gentlemen, it is time for West Coast Bias. The show brought to you all the way from the best coast. It's the West Coast Bias, that is. Aw, yeah. Hello, welcome to West Coast Bias. I am your host, Jake Merrifield. I'm joined by my good friend, Jamal Artist, at Champs 12 at 1015. It's uh, West Coast Bias, show about West Coast sports. Mostly Lakers and Dodgers. Yep. Some Rams, Chargers, maybe some Kings, possibly some LA Galaxy and LAFC. But F them Clippers. Not those Clippers. We're not talking about them unless we're going to make fun of them. You goddamn <laughs> yes, cursed bastard right. Clippers. Whenever they do something where they fail up, we're definitely jumping on that. <laughs> but I digress. Anyways, thank you for joining West Coast Bias. We're here to talk about some what today? Well, like just, for me, hey, let's just do a quick uh, news and notes. You know, okay. it, just, it just occurred to me. It's uh, the slow time of the season for yeah. me. I just realized that once the Lakers season ends, season. it's a silly season. I am now a tried and true Dodger fan, but it's I'm just kind of paying attention to the scores at this point. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't matter until you get to September. Yeah, 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 exactly. I mean, I'll probably watch more, you know, July, August, whatever. Yeah. But right now, I'm kind of decompressing. I'm actually going back and reading like actual right. works of art and, and books and, and literature and things. Right. Because I'm trying not to get caught up on too many sports. Right. But I know that's not necessarily... Like, you like to fit it all in, Jamal. Yes, I'm a nut. So I know you're here for me, and I'm yeah. here for you. Right. But anywho, it's kind of a slow time of year. But, but we still have stuff going on. There's news. So let's just do a quick news segment. Frank Vogel, former Lakers NBA championship coach. He got a job. He did. And it's not too far. He's he's the new head coach of the Phoenix Suns. I actually caught some of his press conference on NBA TV today. Oh, shoot. Mike's still here, isn't he? Mike's yes. here from Los Angeles. Yeah, That's his bag. Okay. Yes. I just saw Mike's backpack and wallet. wallet. I'm like, okay. Yeah, he's still here. I'm sorry. Yeah, what do you think about the Frank Vogel I was job? shocked, honestly, because it did not seem like, you know, the uh, he did he seemed out of all the guys who were kind of like retreads, your Nick Nurses, your Monty Williams, your uh, uh, Doc Rivers. I mean, Doc Rivers was up for that job. Um, and it's like I was shocked that he got that job. I would have been uh, – I could have seen him going somewhere else. But Phoenix, I mean, you're talking about Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, uh, Chris Paul, uh, DeAndre Ayton, names still – but sort of uh, unfulfilled potential um, in terms of what everybody expected, especially after the trade deadline. So um, I was quite shocked. And he talked a lot about defense. He emphasized that he talked to Kevin Durant already and said that he, um, Kevin Durant's ready to be a two-way player. I'm not buying that because Me neither. he's he's been good defensively when he was younger, but these days he's much like LeBron. He picks and chooses his time. And he's also had to deal with a lot of injuries uh, since he went to Brooklyn. And his peak defense is nowhere near LeBron right. peak defense. Yeah, exactly. You know, he never was one, that good. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see how that works out and whether he can actually – the one guy I did think about was DeAndre Ayton um, because he's been the man in the middle. Uh, a lot of people have criticized his play, especially in the postseason. A lot of people think he's the one that got Monty Williams fired because Monty Williams can never figure out how to maximize his potential. Um, he signed long-term with Phoenix – so it'll be interesting to see if Frank Vogel, who's known as the defensive guru, can uh, can maximize uh, DeAndre Ayton in the middle. You said, you know, you mentioned uh, Vogel was in the mix along with a bunch of other retreads like Doc Rivers right. and Nick Nurse. Yeah. It's funny because I remember when we were growing up, 
retreads were those coaches that seemed to have like every job of the NBA. They never quite got over the hump. They always like were guys that got to the semifinals of their sport or, or something like that. Or they were like the Clippers coach out. at one point. <laughs> Everybody whatever, yeah, like, like yeah. Bill Fitch or something. You yeah, know? exactly. But, you know, or in other sports, you know, journeymen in the NFL, yeah. guys that went to a bunch of different teams. But yeah. like the journeyman you just mentioned, or the I'm sorry, the retreads you just mentioned, uh, Vogel, now the coach of the Suns, but won a title. Yes, uh, Doc Rivers, uh, coach of a bunch of teams, won, won a, a title. title. Nick Nurse won, won a, title. a title. It is kind of crazy when you Budden think about Holzer these guys. Still out there. He how won that a title. is? Well, yeah, yeah. Budenholzer was out there too, and he'd be in that same category. But it's like yeah. it's crazy that these guys that have gotten teams over the hump at least once in their career. Right. Uh, and I think Doc's in a different category because he's got so many catastrophic failures, too. Yes. Like, it kind of evens out. But for these other guys, it's like, usually, like, you make it over the hump, and then, like, you're good and golden right. for at least a few years. Yes. And Vogel's fired within two years of his winning the title. Right. Budenholzer's fired within a year and a half of him winning the title. Yes. You know, and Nick Nurse, Nurse is three gone. Three years, four years. I mean, the bubble. He should have got 50 years for winning yes. a title in Toronto, for Christ's sake. Yes. Right? I mean, yeah. with what he had. Right. And it is kind of weird how that conversation has changed yeah. around some of these guys. Yeah, and it's exactly. like, oh, if you're not getting a guy that's like 26 and uh, you know and and able to communicate with the players, I guess yes. I guess that's what you're looking for. Right. But it, it's kind of a weird deal. Yeah, and one of the other shocking things was like, you know, Monty Williams leaving the Suns was like the speculation was. Speaking of Clippers, was that Tyrone Lue was going to be the guy going over there? Right. But it looks like he's holding out for uh, a little bit more security with the Clippers and getting some power. In the post, uh, uh, Paul George and uh, and uh, Kawhi Leonard. Crazy to think. Yeah, it's it's crazy to think that he might be the last man standing. But yeah, it's it's quite interesting that uh, we're going to see Stay and, Clippers. And as Laker fans, we're going to see Vogel a lot more. Frank Vogel. I, hope. I am sad about that. I like Frank Vogel, and I'm yep. like, you know, if he's going to have a redemption, I am not. I wish it was in the Eastern Conference. Yes, to be honest with you. Go coach the Hawks or somebody, or well, they just got a brand new coach. But anyway, yeah, I was hoping that he wouldn't go. To the um, again, shocked that it was ended up being the Suns. You know, with their brand new owner seemingly wielding a lot of power, you would have thought he would have gone for like some home run hit, uh, like a Nick Nurse or something. And what Nick Nurse ended up, I don't even, where did he end up going? Nick Nurse, I don't even remember where he ended up going because Milwaukee uh, elevated Adrian Griffin. Did he go uh, to Houston? No, Nick Nurse is not in Houston. He's he's some, jeez, Orlando? No, not Orlando. The Oh, you went to the Sixers. Sixers, yeah, uh, yeah. Replace Doc. Yeah, replace Doc. Which I'm kind of feeling like Doc is out of the running for a lot of these jobs now because well, he doesn't have a lot of options. Sixers' job is taken. The Suns' job is taken. Uh, Toronto's job is taken. Milwaukee's job. He is needs taken. to just take a sabbatical. You know, go do TV. Go do a podcast with the Sun. He does yeah. a podcast already. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of crazy. He was an analyst uh, in between uh, coaching jobs. Uh, what uh, the head analyst uh, when? Uh, when ABC and ESPN bought the rights to the NBA. So if you listen to those like early uh, uh, Lakers uh, postseason uh, post games before the debacle of summer 2004, uh, he's on a lot of those calls with Al Michaels, of all people. So it'll be interesting to see where he ends up going. Uh, one more other news uh, tidbit for LA Sports. The LA Kings have decided to consolidate their TV and radio and do a simulcast from... The debacle that is Bally Sports, whatever they're called now, Diamond Group, basically declaring bankruptcy, can't pay anybody. The Padres got uh, TV rights, got sucked up by MLB. Jeez. Um, but the Kings at this moment don't have a TV station. They're on, they're not on terrestrial radio. They're on iHeartRadio. And so because they consolidated their, uh, their play-by-play TV and radio, they let go of their play-by-play TV guy, um, Alex Faust, 
Sounds rumpy pumpy. Who, in my opinion, repl- well, he replaced Bob Miller, the legend, legendary LA Kings play by play man, and did an admirable job and, and brought some youth enthusiasm. Um, and now he's gone. The radio guy's Nick Nixon um, gets elevated. He's been uh, Kings Radio play by play man since 1990. He'll be on TV with uh, Jim Fox, and they'll both, and like I said, it'll be simulcast. And radio analyst and Kings legend Daryl Evans will be doing like spot stuff uh, here and there, and uh, I guess guest analyst. But it's it's really weird that whole Bally Sports, which is like the regional sports network that took off took over after Fox uh, decided to sell off their regional sports uh, network uh, has like, there's a lot of situations where like teams are scrambling to figure out what their TV situation is going to be like the NHL, unlike the MLB doesn't have the situation where MLB can take over and sort of dole out where the, um, the broadcasts are going to go. So it's, it's a weird situation that the Kings are in. Um, and like I said, at the moment they don't have uh network TV to do their shows. I mean, do their, their games and they're not even on terrestrial radio which it just seems like the broadcast situation is going backwards how bad is this be honest is this windows vista bad <laughs> it's not iphone 4 bad is it don't tell me this is zoom bad it might be zoom bad i mean Sorry. it's apple maps bad Ooh, i don't know if it's apple maps bad it might be zoom bad because you're talking about you're talking about like it's 2023 and the local hockey team, which is supposedly, you know, the NHL is supposed to be elevated. It is a niche sport, but elevated at this point uh, with the national footprint, TNT, ESPN. And the local teams are going to be falling by the wayside when it comes to their uh, local presentation. You already got one team, uh, the Arizona Coyotes, playing in a, in a college hockey arena. I mean, it's just look, making your sport brutal minor league. So. Anyway, Alex Faust was always very nice. Uh, a lot of people on the Twitters were saying, talking about their interactions. I did have one where he was walking the halls of Staples uh, as I was going to my seat, and we had a full-on conversation, uh, you know, 10 minutes on our walk, and he was really amenable. And just uh, we just talked about hockey and uh, his roots uh, going back to when he was a BU college announcer. Um, and it's a shame. It's a shame. He's He's also done, like, national... I want to say uh, uh, football, um, not only college basketball, but he's done like college football, um, some baseball. So he's going to be snatched up like right away. That was the other sentiment was like, he's so talented. He's going to be snatched up right away. And um, it's going to be, uh, it's going to be different uh, listening to the Kings next season. Back to the simulcast. Yeah, it's so weird. It's like to have a team do simulcast, it's like I mentioned that no one's really done that in a long time. I know people were like, well, Vince Scully did it. It was like, yeah, but as soon as Vince Scully said, I don't want to do simulcast anymore, they were like, okay, we're separate. Radio, TV. Same thing with the Lakers. Chick Hearn passed away. I love the simulcast with Chick. But they took, but once he, once he once passed, passed, I mean, that was it. Like, there's radio and then there's TV, and that's almost everybody. Simulcast is like... Something from the dark ages, really. Um, that's what teams used to do, but it's not like that anymore. It's like you have separate radio and TV, and it's just a thing where it's like you would think the Kings are owned by one of the richest entities in AEG, and like they keep they seemingly keep doing these little weird incremental uh, money saving things while also renovating Staples Center, you know, to get more like uh, uh, NBA All Star games, uh, NHL All Star games, stuff like that, more events there. And yet they seem to be doing these weird, like, uh, backwards things, you know, no terrestrial radio, no network, basically, uh, with the with their number one tenant, the L.A. Kings. So it, it's just, it's a weird situation. 
What else do you want to talk about, Jamal? Uh, I think we can jump into uh, our regular segment on the Lakers news. Uh, was it uh, yesterday? Monday. It started with uh, Kyrie Irving was urging the Dallas Mavericks to trade for LeBron James. Uh, this is reported by you, Yahoo's Chris Haynes. And then today... What would the what would the the the, the Mavericks actually trade for in order to get LeBron James? Are we getting Luca? No. <laughs> okay, be. then what are we getting? Then? I mean, I think what I saw would be like the, the number. I mean, are we getting Kyrie this year? Is he saying trade me for LeBron? <laughs> yeah. That's kind of weird. Yeah, it was. Like, I don't know if that's productive. It was like the number ten pick this year's number ten pick, and uh, like five or six of their young players. Or Shut the front. Uh, door. Yeah, it's like it's so ridiculous. First of all, you're right. Like. Unless it's Luca, the money doesn't even work because LeBron James is is supposed to make forty what five million this year and forty six next year or something like that, uh, or fifty three next year, some ridiculous number. It's like the money wouldn't even work out in terms of salary. They couldn't do it. They'd have to trade Luca, which is hey, if you're gonna trade us Luca for LeBron, by all means, uh, you know, do stupid stuff. Um, but uh, but yeah, it wouldn't work that way. And of course, there was always the speculation of like, are Lakers going to be in on on and on Kyrie? You know, and it's like, no, they're not because they can't guarantee he's going to play basketball. He wants a, a max extension. They already did this with Westbrook, where they gave him a ton of money and it didn't work out, and they and they screwed up their depth, and they ended up being a terrible team, a 13 seed this year. Um, and had to make all these trades just to get out of it. And, you know, they don't want to give up those draft picks uh, that they they can still hold on to. So, no, it's just a dumb thing. It's it's it it's sad, though, but you could tell that it's being orchestrated either by Kyrie Irving or maybe it is being orchestrated by LeBron James, which is it's a real shame because I don't, you know, all the stuff that he's talked about being a Laker, you know, for throughout the rest of his contract, he's got uh, a guaranteed year this year. And a player option next year. It just it's just the it's just the dumb stuff. You know, that's why I call it the silly season that's coming out in the in the in the off season. Other than Luka Doncic and Kyrie Irving, the players they have on their team are Davis Bertans, Reggie Bullock with an interesting haircut, Josh Green, Tim Hardaway Jr., Jaden Hardy, Justin Holiday. Uh, where's my holiday button? One of one of our uh, AJ Lawson, Maxi Kleber, Kleba. Javel McGee, Markeith Morris, two former Lakers, uh, Frank Natilla, Nalakinka, can't pronounce it, Theo Pinson, Dwight Powell, Christian Wood, is very popular in Houston, Yeah, and uh, McKinley Wright the fourth. Yeah, no, I think it was something like Bertans, uh, one of those other guys you mentioned. Uh, Get out of yeah, here! It was like three guy, three or four guys, and the number ten pick in like a future first round or second round. Oh yeah, that sounds great. Yeah. Sounds like a great yeah. deal. Yeah, yeah. Let's, do, let's do that. Basically. Dallas does not have anything that the Lakers could do to pull this off. Even if LeBron says, I want to be traded Dallas, it's not going to happen. You know, there's so many other trade options they could explore if they were really trying to get out from the whole LeBron circus, but it's just not going to happen. It's not, it's they're committed to each other. If it's LeBron, these power plays aren't going to work. He doesn't really have the leverage in this case, other than being a shithead, but that's not his MO. He's never really been, been the shithead um, yeah, he's just, a subtext guy yeah he's a subtext guy and it's just you know so uh fret not Lakers. So, so far we've gone through will lebron retire no. since the last time we talked yeah will they trade him oh no will they trade for Kyrie? actually well, uh, yeah yeah to, to, because it seems are like they gonna trade for Kyrie? Jamal? 
No. Right. Yeah. Unless Kyrie, you know, when they would trade for Kyrie, and I heard Dave McMenamin say this, unless he is willing to do something like a two year below the max deal uh and willing to and willing to you know sign because if they trade for him now it's only one year and i don't think they're willing to commit for just one year the lakers would want something like a couple of years but it would have to be below the max because they don't want to screw just like with westbrook they don't want to have to ha- be invested in three guys and have no depth so no it's not going to happen and are the mav do the mavs have what the lakers want in order to trade for no not unless Rob Palinka is doing some 3D Vulcan chess or something where he's like, sure, I'll send you LeBron. I'll take the number 10 pick and, and send that to uh, to uh, um, Portland for uh, Dame Lillard and and uh, and, Ber- and swing Bertons and turn him into like, you know, I don't know, name me another 3D guy, give him some depth. kind. Of, you know, it's just like there's so many machinations for it to actually work that it's just never going to happen. Jamal, yes. I'm going to go down the list of guys on the Lakers right now. And I want you tell me, will they be a Laker in 20 for the 2023, 2024 season? Okay. 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 And I want you to tell me why. Number one, Mo freaking Bamba. Yes. Okay. And he's coming off an injury. Right. And I think they just have they, him. I think they have that uh, he doesn't have. It's like they have his rights basically for another year. He's a trade asset. That's why they're going to keep him. And he's coming off an injury that I don't think he's um, valuable enough to move him right away. Malik Beasley. Again, another trade asset. I mean, it's it's another guy where they. I think they have the option on him. Um, he signed through this year. Oh, so you think they're going to keep him though? Yes. Okay. Uh, Troy Brown Jr. No, I think that's somebody they can come off of. He's redundant when it comes to having somebody like a Malik Beasley. Okay, uh, I'm sure they're going to have Max Christie. Again, I think he's still yes. under his rookie deal. Yeah, his rookie deal is only his first year, and I think they see some potential there. Big number three, Anthony Davis. Yes, I think that you know, there's no no possible way that's happening. Uh, is Wendy Gabriel in any way in play at this point? Is he? I don't think so. I think he's in the same Max Christie deal yeah. situation. Okay, so yeah. we'll put a yes for him. Uh, so far, we're running back. Yeah. Now to the important guys. Um, well, let's say the number one important guy we already talked about, LeBron James. Is he going to be a Laker for Laker next year? Yes, I think so too. Um, Austin Reeves. Your yeah. answer better yes. be yes. Yes. They've already said that they would match even up to $100 million. Okay. Uh, almost as important as Austin Reeves. Rui Hachimura. That's a 50-50. Oh, my God, Jamal. That's a 50 So call it. Um, I think yes, but it's a 50-50. Okay. Uh, 50-50 because, again, like they, they have to uh, give him something. He could get more money somewhere else, possibly. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, uh, but I think it behooves them to keep him. All right. The show dog, Dennis Schroeder. I don't think he signed uh, up to this year. I think it was a one-year deal. Oh, my God. And I think they could walk away. No. So he might be a no. That's very sad. Uh, and Jared Vanderbilt. Uh, I'm going to lean no. Oh, Not because I don't like him. Not because I don't think he's an important piece. He's, oh, he's a great shame. perimeter defender. But, again, he's an asset, and they, might, they could flip him earlier than, say, uh, for Kyrie Irving, is that what you're saying? No, just uh, some other situation, some some salary cap situation, some uh, uh, asset situation. Lonnie Walker four. No, 
I think he he could he could be the next Malik Monk in that he can get money somewhere else for that a kind of feels right term. to me. Yeah, and last D'Lo, but not least D'Lo. What are you gonna do with him? Uh, Just th- walk? No, I don't think they're gonna let him walk. I, well, I think they, they could sign and trade, although it doesn't help them. Um, listen, I think I think there's a better chance of him staying than say walk, Lonnie Walker or Jared Vanderbilt mm. because. Uh, I read somewhere, you know, in terms of um, re-signing him, at least to keep him as an asset, um, is cheaper for them than, and helps them with salary cap space than if they were to try to do a sign-and-trade in the summer, that kind of situation. So, yeah. Well, I want him to keep the band together as much as possible, and uh, we'll see. I wrote down all your predictions, so we'll see how it ends yeah. up over the summer. All right, Jamal, you have anything else? Well, I was going to say, with, in terms of Anthony Davis, obviously we're saying, yes, he's going to come back. But one of the questions that was on the radio today that I saw from 710 ESPN Hacks. LA was, do you extend Anthony Davis now, or do you let him play the year and see where you're at and extend him next summer? Because the Lakers can extend Anthony Davis as soon as August. They could go into a three- or four-year deal. Or they can wait till next year, uh, next summer, because he has he's signed through this year and then a player option for next year. Could they do that? And is there I, a chance he gets more expensive next year? I don't think so. I think um, because they have his rights and all that situation. I don't. I think it'd be a similar situation to like what we're talking about with Austin Reeves now, where they can match whatever anybody else. You know, he's going to get more money from the Lakers, basically. Um, would it be more expensive for the Lakers later? Possibly, but, uh, you know, they're the ones holding the cards. You know, they're not going to get swooped out. You know, it's not, not like in baseball where a, a team can just outbid the the former team when a guy's a free agent. And remember, it's a player option too. So, uh, uh, you know, so it might behoove him, if he doesn't have a good season, to just exercise his option and go from there. So I, I wanted to post to you, Jake, what do you think? I heard a couple of arguments. Um, here's mine. Um, I I feel like you don't extend them in August. I feel like you see what you're getting next year, health wise, play wise, and where the team is at. Um, what do you think about that? Uh, I think that no matter what, you're going to either want to have him, you want to keep him and keep him happy, and in that case, you're going to be paying him regardless. Or if for some reason down the line you get rid of him, you're probably going to have had to. You want to have him under contract anyway for the trade part of it to have leverage on it so he can't just like walk away. So I'm purely of the notion of, eh, you want to sign this? Sign it now. You want to wait? Okay, wait. But we have this here for you. Whatever you want it, you take it. I'm sorry, regardless of what the hubbub is about him coming up short or not or whatever. Uh, we saw him in the playoffs. When the Lakers were really good, it was because he was really good. Yeah. Uh, and defensively, he you know was taking over the the entire game uh, for many of the games of their exciting yes. playoff run. So he's still AD, even though uh, nobody likes the big man. You know, nobody wants to talk shit, and he's LeBron's number two and all that stuff. Either the Lakers need him under contract, playing happy, or they need him as an asset to trade down the line or whatever. But whatever that is. I would just say, hey, you want to sign it, sign it, and we'd have you to do that. Or you want to let it sit, that's up to you, AD. You do that. But uh, I'm, I'm of that opinion. And I wanted to get your reaction to this. I uh, heard this argument that perhaps the Lakers aren't tying Anthony Davis to LeBron James 
like it seemed like they were because both guys are um you know signed through this year and the next year both guys have player options uh i doubt that they would let them both walk in the same uh, off season that'd be catastrophic yeah um and and by the way again lebron james is gonna make like 53 million next year if he signs player options it'd be stupid for him to walk away but do you have a feeling that the team sees them as one entity or do you think they are separating them out I think it has to be separating them out because LeBron obviously doesn't have as much, you know, room in his career to keep going as, right. as AD does. I mean, AD's how old? He's 29. I think he's only 28. 28? Still. Yeah. I mean, come on. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. You know? And it's like... I agree. When he's healthy, which, you know, has been a problem, but when he's right. healthy, it's not like he's got all these degenerative things going right, on. It's right, not like exactly. one of those situations. Yeah. So it's like, you know, it's not, you know, it's not like he's like carrying much extra weight. Right. You know, the... The, 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 the Shaq stuff. The, the Shaq stuff. Yeah. Which still, like, if the Lakers would have held on to Shaq another couple of years, they would have another title under the belts, like oh, guaranteed. Yeah, it would have happened. Yeah. So, anyways, uh, no, I mean, I don't think they 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 can be looking at it like that, um, because as soon as LeBron's gone, then AD all of a sudden is elevated right. uh, statue uh, uh, stature wise, unless they bring somebody else in right. who is above that, which would be hard to do, you know, given the current landscape. I I just don't see who you can yeah. get that would. I mean, there's a couple guys that would I mean, eclipse him. Giannis, maybe that's about it. <laughs> but are you really going to be able to? Do th- th- yeah. That's not a practical thing they're going to be able right. to do. You know, right, so right, it's exactly. like he's going to be then the one A instead of the one B at that point, right. and he probably gets a little bit of a benefit from fans for being that, and he also is going to take a little. I know it's weird. I wonder does AD get criticized more? Like, let's say that they have similar a similar playoff run where they make it to like the Western Conference Finals and then you know fall. You know, does he get more or less blame in the situation if LeBron's not on the team? Yes, more or less. Oh no, he's getting more. I don't know. I think he's getting more. I think I a lot know. of people want to see him as like. I think one of the reasons it gets so much criticism is because they they know that the LeBron era is finite, and they want to be reassured that when he's gone, there's somebody else who can seamlessly take over and keep this team in contention. And all you have to do is bring in pieces around him to make him really good or championship contender. And because of what we talked about, the injury risks, the or history, the sort of one game he's uh, awesome and the next game he's just okay, you know, that kind of situation where sometimes it seems like he doesn't want to be the top guy. Uh, I think a lot of people, you know, mind you, these are fanatics on Twitter, uh, are are hesitant to see the Lakers um, tie themselves to his future. I'm Yeah, but I'm wondering if when it actually practically happens and now all of a sudden he's in a playoff series where – like I said, assuming it's not something where they flame out in the first round and then everybody's to blame. And, of course, he's going to wear it the most because he's the guy who was supposed right. to be the best. But let's say they make a Western Conference Finals run, just AD, and then they don't have someone on his level, but they have a bunch of guys that are pretty good and then right. maybe a guy that's almost as good, like a, a Giannis-Drew Holiday situation, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, At that point, I'm assuming that AD is putting up Giannis or no. peak AD like numbers, or he's the one, and then you have everybody. a star. Yeah, and there's yeah. a there's a there's a secondary star there that's kind of in the AD role this time. Even though like it's kind of weird because AD was their star this yes. year, yeah, but he doesn't get the top billing, right? You know, and that's probably the way he likes it actually. Yeah, but if it actually is the case where he is the top dog and he's playing like a top dog, and they have an amount of success but fall come up short, yeah, I kind of feel like he he's going to hear it less than he would now where he's going to get all the arrows because LeBron is 
pretty much bulletproof. But right. who knows? I mean, that's all academic. Right, right. I don't know. It's kind of silly. So, anyways, I think we're both in agreements that uh, <sighs> I'm aggrieved. Yeah, you know, we gotta. Uh, you, you you just look. The Lakers should be looking at this as like, hey, AD is going to be part of our future. Um, extend them in August. Extend them in the summer. But you got to get it done. Yeah, no, I think that's definitely the case. Yeah. You can't have something where he's like just gone, or they're both yeah. gone and you're just rebuilding all of a sudden. That would be so. muy mellow. Yes, yes, yes. Muy muy mellow. Yes, please. Don't all right, what down. else you got, Jamal? Um, I did want to pose this picture, uh, uh, pose this to you. Um, you know, since the last time we spoke, um, we we had this wonderful Boston sports shot in Freud, where oh, where the Celtics somehow came back from 03 to tie their series against the Eastern Conference final series against the Heat. Which was very sad. Yeah. And then they get flamed out in a game seven at home. That was so lovely. And it's just like Bill Simmons memes. I listened to Dan Lebetard, um, who's the Miami local guy that yeah. became a national and is, has his own network now. I listened to all that after game seven because they were just so happy to watch the Celtics meltdown, you know, speaking of teams like w- w- making decisions, you know, like, you know, where are they going to fire Joe Missoula? Um, you know, today they hired uh, Sam Cassell to be one of the assistants, poached him from the Clippers, I believe. You know, there's this whole talk about are they going to extend Jalen Brown? So anyway, the Celtics are in angst. And it was awesome. And I wanted to know this. You and I are of a certain age. We remember certain mm-hmm. things. Fuck um, boss. Right. <laughs> yes. Y- do you think, had the Lakers and the Celtics not sort of ascended again in the late 2000s, uh, the early aughts, the, they had those two finals in 2008, 2010, you know, seemingly both were part of the elite, you know, mm-hmm. ESPN had all these great, um, what do you call it, uh, ratings all of a sudden, you know, most most watched Christmas uh, uh, a game most watched, you know, finals up to, uh, you know, for the longest time. Do you think if those series didn't happen, despite having the earlier rivalry, because remember, the Lakers were still very good even after the 80s. The Celtics went through their doldrums, were sort of okay, between mediocre and good, but never really elite. They're like a Knicks-like success. Yeah, exactly. Um as the facade started to wear off of the garden and all that stuff and Larry Bird and people like that retired. Do you think the rivalry would still mean what it does today? If, because a lot of Laker fans were just so happy for, to watch the Celtics flame out like they did. Do you think the rivalry is still the same if we didn't have those series and those Kobe championship years? Um, you know, the whole thing. I mean, Paul Pierce was on TV talking about game. His wheelchair. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Do you think we're we're talking about it as still being a rivalry uh, if those series didn't occur? I think we might, but it's just because we remember what we learned when we were little kids. Yes, and it would be we wouldn't have any real memory of it. Right. We'd just be looking back, and then guys like the Godfather are like, "Ah, oh, you guys don't remember shit." You know, yeah. back when you know back in my day, right, right. and then you know we heard we grew up with the stories of you know the the struggles in the sixties, yes. and then finally getting over the hump. Uh, winning the title, you know, with with Jerry West and Wilt, and, and and you know the year that Elgin retired and all that stuff. But it would not be, we wouldn't be living it like we lived it yeah. because we have under our belts as adults a uh, title against the Celtics yes. and a loss to the Celtics yeah. in two very bitter, uh, you know, in one very bitter finals loss and one very 
amazing finals win and right. run our test, talking about mental health. Yes. And, and I'm walking out of game seven and there's a car burning uh, right adjacent, you know, on like chicken or court or something. It was amazing. And yes. we lived that. Right? right. So, no, I, I think we would be talking about the memories of our fathers, you know, yeah. uh, and our and our grandfathers. Or those slight glimpses in the 80s. We wouldn't quite, quite internalize yeah. it. And then yeah. like our, our the generation after us would be like. Yeah, yeah, no, I know that's true, but yeah, who the hell cares? Yeah. I, th- I think that's a very good point. Exactly. Jamal. Well, I think about that because, you know, the Dodgers and the Yankees played this weekend. And uh, as much as people want to still prop it up as like, oh, they have this historic rivalry, mm-hmm. they kind of they do, but they don't. Because, frankly, they haven't played each other in World Series since Ronald Reagan's first term. Yeah. First days in office, yeah. You know what I'm talking about. It's like the the they've not been on the same level where they're combat. You know, and in part well, of well, and nobody really thinks about like other than you know the really old heads. Yeah, exactly. Don't think about Brooklyn Dodgers anymore. Yeah, right, exactly. right. And that's Those when losses. that rivalry was. Right. You know. So yeah, I think you're. I think you're right. It yeah. does fade out right. with time. Yeah. And people, and, and that's my thing. People were trying to prop it up as like, hey, these are two. You know, uh, rivals, and it's a, it's a big thing when the Yankees and the Dodgers play each other. But it really, to me, it was like it's just another game. It's super hyped up. I don't even like that they're playing in the regular season. To me, it's kind of like you think back in like when I was a kid, the Raiders were the most successful sports franchise yes, that, of all time. That's that's yeah. And then that stat that would pop. And up. then the last thirty five years happened. It's like one of the worst franchises in sports. So it's like. That used to be true. Yeah. But now it's not. Yeah, exactly. And that's certainly one of the goes into that right. that category. Yeah. So as much as I enjoyed I I'm gonna say as much as I enjoyed watching Boston flail again at this level, it You and me both, brother. It I think it's all the more enjoyable. And, and by the way, Mike's incessant trolling on our text thread. Oh Lord. Like I, I almost don't want to acknowledge it, but really. Yeah. Really, Mike. Really? Yeah. They they got to but these really? conference finals. That's but that's, really that's really where they want to be. But really? Yeah. Yeah, but really, yeah. I'm sorry. I love yeah. you, Mike. Yeah, um, but yeah. I mean, my whole thing is just like it's kind of to me. It's like it's glorious to watch them flame out, and part of that is because you're right. We did live a, a large portion portion of that renewed rivalry. Uh, that definitely kind of reset it. Yeah, that 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 I don't think because then you can bring back all the old clips. Yeah. And we see Magic and Bird, and we see the freaking you know the right. w- the massacre in the garden or whatever it's called, yeah, the Memorial you know, Day massacre, Memorial Day massacre, and then you see the the, baby the triumph Skyhook, afterwards and yeah, all that baby stuff. Skyhook. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know, exactly. We go back and we watch our old DVDs. Yes. You know, and then we tell our dumb kids about it. Yes. And they, you know. they roll their eyes. My wife rolls her eyes. Yeah. Why exactly. are you watching this again? Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> I have to. I have to. That's right. Hey, speaking of old dumb DVDs, we almost had it again, Jamal. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking about you know the one that I've always been mad about was the two thousand two. Nuggets. But I, I was always mad about 2002 because we got into the finals and they had this like epic comeback against the Nets in a game mm-hmm. and they were up in the series uh, and we could have had uh, Lakers, Celtics in the early 2000s with Shaq in the middle because uh, it's one of the things that uh, my favorite uh, dumb Bill Simmons-isms is that he says that that year the Celtics would have given the Lakers a better series than the Nets even though they couldn't beat the Nets. And they were like their games were like seventy to like sixty nine and stuff like that. Who were like, on those teams? It was Paul Pierce, Antoine Walker, so like uh, early. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like Walter McCarty. I forgot their coach was like the Bob O'Reilly or something like that. Or Bob O'Malley, who coached at uh, Boston College and then like Boston Celtics. It was like yeah, couldn't get more Irish than that. And it was just like ridiculous. Are you kidding me? You know who they had in the middle? They had uh, Vin Baker, not Vin Baker, Milwaukee Vin Baker. They had like. 
I'm an alcoholic, Vin Baker. I've like squandered all my NBA money, and now I'm in the middle. Yeah, Shaq would have destroyed them. It would have been it would have been over in three, just like it would have been glorious. Yeah, and it would have been glorious. And I'm pissed that they didn't have the balls to get past the Nets that year, and we could have had an early, early, and that would have been three. That would have been three series in 2000. It would have been just like the 80s. It would have been three series. The Lakers win two. The Celtics win one. It would have been, been, nice. f- been more fun that way. But anyway, and the Lakers would have, you know, you know, I would have lorded that over everybody that roots for the Celtics because I have Celtics people in my family. So, No, I'm sorry. Yeah, anyway. Right. Uh, hey, and by, by the way, you you talk about uh, DVDs. I somehow have found a uh, basketball guy in Europe, and I was skeptical. When he told me he was in Europe, he gave me a UK email, you know, and he was like, trust me, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay. And I bought DVDs from him. They're glorious. They're like actual game with commercials. Like, I I, I was able to procure a... Uh, a this is on a website? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, website. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I was able to procure a Celtics um, uh, Lakers game six of the 87 finals, the clincher. It is the original broadcast from on DVD. On DVD, he, he well, it's one of those where I can send you the was it the digital, not the digital, but like the the memory, you know, on a flashcard, so you can just put it in your computer and you can do whatever you want with it. Mm-hmm. And he said, and I was like, no, I prefer to have them. I like DVDs. I like having them, mm-hmm. popping them whenever I I want because um, I'm not very technical anymore. And uh, it's glorious, and it's like the original like CBS from LA. It's like dun, the dun, local. Dun, I don't even know what that theme song was. Yeah, well, it's the so it's it's that, but it's the L.A. local, you know. So afterwards, it's Jim Hill interviewing the guys after they wow. win the championship, and I was just like, and it's like picture perfect, you know. Sometimes those transfers don't work because yeah. of tracking. It was off of VHS or whatever. It's picture perfect. And I was like, holy crap! So I got a guy in the UK uh, for games now, and it's like that's pretty cool. Totally legit. I'm already looking. I already went back to the website. Like, Be careful what you order. Yeah. Well, let me get some weird German stuff. Well, at first I was like, "Hey, what if this guy just wants to blow up U.S. citizens?" I yeah. Never had a mail bomb. No, that was okay. Anthrax. Yeah. Exactly. Something like that. Yeah, but it turned out perfect. Like pristine. Like sound. Everything. Like bizarre. Yeah. So, yeah. My wife's probably gonna be like, "Oh boy." <laughs> it's like, why are you watching this again? It's, I love it. I love watching those. It's. I know I have my my Lakers box set out and I just haven't like cracked it open yet. You should watch because I think I saw. I have a bunch of extra discs that the Godfather sent me too. Yeah, you should watch like just watch a. It's funny to watch like I was looking this up. Sorry, we're going on a tangent here, but it, we just have to. I was looking this up, and it was um like the Lakers clinching uh, a game, and I looked at how many threes they shot. Shot like, like three, three, yeah, ridiculous. but they still scored like 144 points, which is just crazy. Yeah, it's because they shot like 56 from a few, uh, you know, from percent. Yeah. But also like, but also they shot a lot of free throws too because mm-hmm. they would go to the basket. And then you look at like the Warriors clinching against the Celtics last year. It's like 22 uh, threes made off of like 47 shots, only like 19 free throws taken, and like. Well, I, that's why I like our Laker team this this year so much, and I know they ran into an unstoppable force in Denver. Like right. you know, they're playing the beautiful game there, and I, I I really feel less sad about this Western Conference Finals loss than I have about really any Lakers yeah. Western Conference Finals loss that I can remember. Yes, just because it's like Denver's just really good. I mean, yes. I know they're one one in the in the in the finals right now, but I like this team because they were kind of zagging with all the other with all the other teams. Yep. So that's cool. Yes. Go to the rack. Get yeah. more free throws. Get more free throws. Get a lot of dunks. Yes. Shoot three every once in a while. It's fine. Yep. 
Yeah, and then occasionally hit a three. Yeah, versus the guys who just like when you know you and I have gone to go see them play Houston, and Houston's just throwing up sixty, fifty-three. It's ridiculous attempts, and it keeps them in the game when they're hitting them. But when they're not, it's just like brick it's after just so brick ugly. after it's brick so after brick, and nobody. Like going, I get it if you're Golden State and you have like two of the greatest three point shooters of all time. Like, but everybody great strategy. else is trying to copy it doesn't. Like, and I know that it's efficient, and I know that like I guess it works because some of these teams are successful. But it's just not to fun. I don't want to. Well, that watch was the that. whole thing, right? The Celtics didn't win their series because when they needed to hit their threes, they didn't. They didn't, and the Heat just bombed the crap out of them. Yeah. I mean, they hit seven, eight in a row. All of a sudden, the game was over. And then, and then, to their credit, the Celtics are now running out to the three-point line, and they're just throwing it inside, and they're getting uncontested dunks from Duncan yeah. Robinson and Bam Adebayo. But it's it's much more fun to watch a team just put together a fast break off of off of a rebound and like getting layups and dunking and stuff than just like going straight to the so three-point line. Yeah. So I want to see LeBron dunk, not shoot a three. Yeah, exactly, because it's fun when he dunks, <laughs> and he's not very good at threes. Yeah. Anyways, I'm sorry, Jamal. <laughs> That's the other thing. We're at forty minutes. Do you have anything else? No, nah, I we'll cut it short. I the, mean, the Dodgers are there. Yeah, but they they were in first. Now they're not. Yeah, there's a lot of cracks in the armor. They're they're, they're they getting, have a nice big run differential. Yeah, like fourth best in the league or something. Yeah, but they also have uh, a terrible pitching staff at the moment. Yeah, either because rough. of injuries or ineffectiveness. Their bullpen has gone from one or two uh, in terms of statistics. At the moment, they're like number fourteen. And they're dropping because they keep blowing these games. They blew games against the Yankees over the weekend. They blew tonight's game. They were up eight to three, and the bullpen gave up four. Lost runs. three in a row. Yeah, they've lost three in a row for the first time since April. Four and six in the last time. Yeah, it's not looking good. And a lot of those games are they were leading, and the bullpen just gave away the lead, or you know they were struggling again in the game, and then the bullpen just gave it away. Here's not something nice to think about. Yes. How many games ahead of the Giants are they? Seven games. Four and a half. Four and a half. How many games are they ahead of the Padres? Seven and a half. Six and a half. Six and a half now. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah, because the Padres won tonight. There were a seven and a half one, but, but at least lost. at least they suck more. Yeah, I mean, and Arizona's kind of breathing down their neck. They're now in first place, but they're not exactly. The funny thing is, in the West, they're not, nobody's really even with the Dodgers. They're nobody's really running away with things. They have the third best record in the West. Yeah. So I mean, or in, I'm not in the West in, in the, the National, National League. League. Yeah, it, third best record in the National League and second best in the West. Yes, by one game because they blew this game yeah so, so i mean i mean for this transition year yes. they're doing just fine but you're saying that right now the arrow is pointing down yes at the moment okay we'll see i mean they could turn it right back up they were doing this in april and then may was a much better year but then you know they ran into some teams here so all right well interesting good enough we'll talk more about that next time yes so less okay. lakers more dodgers next time yeah all right well jamal this was fun yes it is we should probably do this a little more regularly yeah <laughs> Well, whatever. Hey, we're 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 keeping the roof over everybody's head is the way I look at it. That's right. And uh we will have our own feed for the show, I think, as of this particular episode. So awesome. if you want to support this show, uh I would appreciate you continuing to support the What's Bruin show feed, the symposium feed. But also subscribe to the bare minimum on uh its own feed the bare minimum on Apple Podcasts or on Google Google Play. And then also support the, the West Coast bias. West Coast bias on its own feed, because that's uh, what we're going to do now. So please and thank you. So Jamal, until next time, what do we say? We're the West Coast. We're the best coast. We're West Coast bias. Dude, bro, we play some ball on the West Coast. West Coast bias. <laughs> <laughs>